Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop Flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. Welcome to Political Pursuits, the podcast. I'm your host, Lou Ann Anderson. Election day is finally here, come tomorrow. Hard to believe it, but the day is getting ready to be here. And with that, I spent the afternoon with my friend Lynn Woolley over at Planet Logic talking about what we anticipate seeing with tomorrow's election and in the days, weeks after that, as we get the election results all figured out. Please take a listen, and I hope you'll enjoy. Welcome to Planet Logic. Today's episode, the election of the century so far. I'm Lynn Woolley, the pilot of the podcast and the secretary of Logic. And today's very special guest is Lou Ann Anderson. She is the host of Political Pursuits, the podcast. And we'll be back and talk about all things Donald Trump and Joe Biden right after this. What do you make of evil clocks that want to kill you? A super smart cow that moves once for no and twice for yes. A radio station managed by the devil himself or a heavenly doorway to visit your deceased friends and family. This is Lynn Woolley. You'll find all this and more in my new book, The Clock Tower and Other Stories. Order a copy now at Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, or abebooks.com. The Clock Tower and Other Stories. Back with Lou Ann Anderson here on Planet Logic and Political Pursuits, the podcast, and Lou Ann... We're told by the media, especially CNN, night in and night out, that this is pretty much over. Donald Trump has essentially no chance. How do you see it right now? Deja vu all over again. We've heard that before, and they just don't seem to learn. So, you know, maybe they'll be right, but there sure are a lot of signs that point to it's not going to be that easy, I don't think. You know, my good friend Jim Cardle, who is the Texas insider, says don't look at the polls. He says look at where the candidates go. And Joe Biden's in Pennsylvania. I have heard some people say this may come down to who takes Pennsylvania. Oh, it's areas of Pennsylvania are, are what it could come down to. I mean, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, those are pretty much givens for the, the Biden camp. However, the fact that the Pittsburgh, uh, was the Pittsburgh Gazette came out yesterday and endorsed Donald Trump. First time they had endorsed a Republican since 1972. That was pretty stunning. It's so interesting you mention that. I happen to be holding a copy of that endorsement in my never nicotine-stained hands here. And it says, let's look at the Trump record. The economy, pre-COVID, boom like no time since the 1950s. Black Americans, low unemployment, lower than ever. Under Trump, trade relationships have vastly improved. And they go right on down the line. And then 
Here is what I think they said that really stood out to me, and I'll read it and let you comment on it. The Pittsburgh paper said, Mr. Biden is too old for the job, too fragile. There is a very real chance he will not make it through the term. Mr. Trump is also too old, but seemingly robust. But in Mike Pence, Mr. Trump has a vice president ready to take over. He is a safe pair of hands. Senator Kamala Harris gives no evidence of being ready to be president. That's pretty spot on. And when it comes to Biden, oh my God, you talk about the the contrast between he and Trump. He's hope. I mean, Trump is hope versus Biden is despair. We have a a contrast of optimism versus pessimism, (laughs) of a creator versus a destroyer of our economy, of someone who likes small government versus big government, of someone who wants the states to more control their path, whereas Biden wants everything under federal control. You know why I chuckled when you said that? Sometimes I do drive-by Facebook posts. <laughs> Another day I said, when I hear Trump at a rally, I want to stand up and I want to shout, USA, USA, USA. And when I hear Biden, I want to go into the bathroom, get the razor, and cut my throat. Well, and he, he espouses that. He's talking about the dark winter. I mean, I never knew that an apocalyptic platform would be actually something someone would find marketable, but evidently the Biden folks seem to think it Well, it, it worked is. for Game of Thrones, which is which is <laughs> yeah. obviously where he got that, well, but, but, but I don't know. I mean, I, I just, uh, I've always felt that a president should level with the people of the United States, but I don't want my president look at me in the eye and say, you're going to die. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, that's what, certainly that whole Bob Woodward thing and Trump, that's what he got dinged for in not having had as candid of a response as perhaps he was supposed to with the virus. The argument legitimately can be made, let's not panic people. But at the same time, we also didn't even really know where it was going to be. Mm-hmm. I've been on nine airplanes since this started. I've been in, I'm trying to think of all the airports I've been in, I think seven since the pandemic started. I've worn a mask. I've taken a little bottle of hand sanitizer and put it in my pocket, and so far I'm fine. I think we just have to live. That's exactly right, and that's been the president's message. We have to learn how to live with this virus and find our ways. With the, with the Democrats, what I find so frustrating is it seems like it's like with so many other things. They have a one-size-fits-all approach to it. And with this virus, one-size-fits-all is the most ridiculous approach to take because young people, old people, middle-aged people, your comorbidities, I mean, there's so many different factors that come in that should be influencing people's personal decisions of how to move forward with life in this pandemic. Well, this is absolutely right. I mean, Cheyenne, Wyoming, for example, is not going to be in the same category as Brooklyn, New York. Absolutely. Environmental factors make a huge difference between the population density, use of mass transit systems. There's so many different well, things. Well, even look look at the difference in a town like Waco, Temple, or Colleen with a town like Dallas, Fort Worth, or Houston where there's large international airports. And New York became a super spreader city in the first wave of this with three major airports there and people coming in from China all the time. But then you look at other pockets of places like out in West Texas, up in the Panhandle. 
they've had some really hot spots up there. Now, what could be doing that? Oh, meat processing plants. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just a, that's a tough industry. It's a, a, not a dirty industry, but I mean, it's just, it's a messy industry. And evidently, there just is no way that you go through that function without having people in close proximity well, to it, each other. Well, and they say that heat is not good for the coronavirus. I don't know if you've ever been in a meat processing plant. I've been in several and spent hours in them uh, in the process of videotaping them for demonstration tapes. Uh, And I want to tell you something. You begin to not feel your hands and feet after you've been in there for about a half an hour. It's very cold, and you can imagine that the virus could easily proliferate. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so all of these different environments and... The, the different circumstances that people face, we've all got to, to look at them differently. And, you know, Biden, though, at the same time, he's, he, no, I mean, he wants more lockdowns and, and treat everybody the same when everybody's situation with regard to the virus is far, far different and not the same. Well, that's absolutely right. And you tune in at any given time to CNN. I, I don't have a lot of MSNBC in my world. But I do watch CNN enough to know what's going on, and they're going to be covering the pandemic at any given time. They have decided, and this is Jeff Zucker, who uses that network as his own political plaything to try to meet the ends of his own political ideology. They've covered this pandemic hour after hour after hour, even eclipsing what they did on the missing Malaysian jetliner, which talk, which was an embarrassment. For talk them. about looking to panic people, mm-hmm. and and I mean you know when they're 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 constantly harping on all of these. Oh, the cases are going up. Cases are going up. Well, if you hear in Texas, cases are going up. Where are they going up? Do you ever go and look at those maps? I do. I'm always curious, mm-hmm. where are they going up? Because I watch here locally, our cases are going down. The b- biggest hot spot we have right now is in El Paso. And you know why? It's because ambulances are going over into Juarez, picking up patients and bringing them back over here to the U.S. and putting them in hospitals there in El Paso. Well, I don't doubt that at all. But I think another reason that cases are going up is that we're testing so many more people, and some of those people that they're counting are asymptomatic. I mean, I I understand the idea that maybe they could spread it to somebody. But to hear CNN, you've got 100,000 people a day are just in bed. They're dying. They can't breathe. They're, They're... They need to get out and vote for Biden now before they expire, you know. Well, and all of these rallies that Trump has, has been having. Mm -hmm. I had kind of mixed emotions when he was starting them back. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been to every, well, I guess every rally he's ever had in Texas except for out in El Paso. And frankly, if he were to have one here now because of some health concerns I have, I wouldn't go. But... The side of me, that libertarian side of me says, you know, if people want to go out and do that, then by God, let them go and do it. But the other thing is that as hair on fire as the media is these days, everywhere they're going, if there was some kind of data that was showing that these rallies truly were the super spreader events that the media is trying to portray them as, if two weeks, three weeks after they were in every one of these locales, would the media not be all over that? Yet they haven't been. Well, you would think, of course, we lost Herman Cain, 
and the media blamed that on the rally in Tulsa. And I hated to lose Herman Cain. Oh, that was so sad. I hated to, to lose a, a friend of mine that I worked with uh, here locally just about a month or so ago, right. too. People are going to die from a pandemic. But it, it's like I once looked at these statistics. They say on all the holiday weekends, look at how many people die. And you think, gosh, that's terrible. And then you look at a non-holiday weekend. And it happens then, too. So, you know, we're born, we live our lives, and at some point we die, and that's just a fact of life. But let me ask you this. As the issues go, and I'm going to put another issue in front of you in just a second, but as issues go, how do you think the pandemic is going to play Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. Ah, feel the woe with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now only at BJ's. In this election. I think it could play big, but I think it could play to the president's favor. It could favor. backfire on CNN. Michigan, New York, some of these states that have been so onerously locked down, those people are tired of being locked down. My One of my kind of favorite things right now that I've gotten real into is I love listening to Steve Bannon and his War Room Pandemic program that comes on for a couple hours every morning. And... I've always thought Bannon was an interesting cat, and they just have a real different take on a mm -hmm. lot of things. I listened to a call-in show yesterday when I was driving to Austin that they did on Friday, and there were people calling in. And, I mean, there was this woman that called in from Long Island, and she said, she said which I think is a stretch, that New York could go for Trump. She said, people are so angry. She said, you wouldn't believe out on Long Island, every weekend, there are Trump parades. There are Trump flags all over the place out there. And she said, it's because people are so angry that Bill de Blasio and Andrew Como have been the two most effective surrogates that Trump ever could have had in the state well, of New York. Well, let's go to the other one I want to put on the plate here. And that is, when I was watching the... The last debate turned out to be the second and last, and I thought Biden exceeded expectations. I mean, on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the highest, his expectations were about a 2, and I thought he got to maybe a 7, maybe a 6, and I didn't think he had hurt himself. And then we got to the end of that debate, 
And there's Joe Biden standing there in front of me and you and God and the entire nation telling us that he's going to end the oil industry. And I jumped up and I, I ran into my office and did one of those drive-by Facebook things. And I said, Joe, Joe Biden just lost the, maybe if not the election, but certainly lost the debate. How do you tell Pennsylvania and the natural gas people there? How do you say to Texas, which is an oil state, New Mexico, Louisiana, especially a state like Oklahoma? I mean, there's others. So how is that, how is that issue going to affect the election. But it flows into other places, too. Tell that to Michigan, the largest producer in our in our country of cars, of fossil-fueled cars. And yes, they're all playing with their electric, electric car versions and everything. But, oh, what? By 2025, you're going to have to have every assembly line that you have converted over to a useful, functioning electric vehicle. Yeah, that's going to mm-hmm. play real well. So I mean, and, and, so we should have talked about this instead of all of us getting together one evening and trying to kidnap Governor Whitmer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she got such a publicity boost out of that. I wonder if she's paid her bill yet to the kidnappers that she hired to do this. Excuse my cynicism, but I never mm-hmm. believed that. And, and, the f- and the fact that it was Trump's fault, even though they were all Trump oh, haters. Of course it had to be Trump's yeah. fault. All right, let's get into some of the issues that surround this election that that are so immensely interesting. Let's let's start with Hunter Biden. Senator Ron Johnson, Republican of Wisconsin, was on I know it's one of your favorite shows and as as with a few other things you got me to watching it. And that's uh, Sunday Morning Futures with Maria Bartiromo. So Senator Johnson goes on at this past Sunday and he said this He said, you know, I am not a big fan of special counsels, but if Joe Biden wins the presidency, I don't see how you avoid one. How ironic. If I mean, I suppose if the Democrats win the House, the Senate, the presidency, everything, they could shut this down. But I think CNN and even MSNBC and the New York Times, if Biden's the president, they don't have Trump to pick on. They got to do something. Will there be a special counsel? And let's remember that Joe Biden was not anyone's first choice in this rodeo. He was to not begin anybody's with. last choice. Well, yes, he, the, the last choice yeah, of Corey the voters. Yeah, Cory Booker was in there, so yeah. The, no, no, no. The last choice of the voters in the Democratic primaries was Kamala Harris. <laughs> Try to dispute that. Fair point. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. I was going to say. Now, Spartacus, you know, he, he didn't shine exactly, except his the light on the top of his head, but that's about it. But, I mean, we started off Trump's presidency with Russian collusion. Are we going to start off assuming, and I'm not assuming, but anything can happen, a Biden presidency with a special counsel for the Hunter Biden-Burisma thing because Joe Biden has obviously lied about two or three elements of this? I don't think it's going to get that far only because I think that they're just propping him up now to trot him out and pray every time he hits the stage or is in front of a microphone that he doesn't screw it up too bad. And then they're going to get in, and as soon as they get in there and get him inaugurated, they're going to take him in a room, and they're going to say, we can either have a special counsel and go after you. Or you can resign and turn it over to Kamala. Yes. Why do they want Kamala Harris to be president, the most liberal United States senator, 
and the one, except for her gender, she could be Bernie Sanders. There's a lot of a lot of Democrats who don't. I mean, they the Democrats always love to talk about oh, all the feuds going on in the Republican mm. Party, the Trumpers, you know, the Trumpers versus the Never Trumpers. We don't even know anything about a feud compared to what What's is going to happen. I think you're right. with with the Democrats. All right, so um, it, it it's almost I hate to say this, it's almost Joe Biden's benefit to lose this election. Because if he loses it, Ron Johnson says there won't be a special counsel. The Hunter Biden thing will fade away. There won't be a reason on the national stage to be interested in it. And probably nobody would take up an investigation against a 77-year-old man. Well, it if he be... wins the presidency, they're going to go after his rear end like, like, like a fly on honey. It's a speculative thing that China and all these other governments are doing. The same as with the Clinton Foundation. Remember how the Clinton Foundation was blowing and going, and even when Hillary wasn't in office or you know didn't have a position after she was no longer Secretary uh-huh. of State, but before she was an announced candidate, the Clinton Foundation was still blowing and going on the speculation that she would run again and that would increase her value. Biden, he loses, then there's, there's no, no access value. To sell. Yeah, there's nothing to sell. But what I want to, again, my new passion, Steve Bannon, war room <laughs> pandemic. Had a real interesting point the other day. Bannon's always talking about that you have to force the media to cover the story. And certainly the whole thing with the New York Post and Twitter and all of that backfired on the liberals in that the story became the censorship. And so that did help get the Biden story out. And there is some polling to suggest that more people are starting to see, learn about this story, and are believing it. But what Bannon said that I thought was so interesting is that what Trump needs to do is call Barr and Ray into the Oval Office. And he said he needs to have 10 questions for Christopher Ray to have to answer to him, starting with, what have you done with regard to this laptop and when Ray, you know, blows the smoke, he's going to blow smoke. It's like, well, why haven't you done X, Y, and Z? And he said, they need to do that. And then, you know, talk to him about, you know, what, why are you not looking at this as a national security issue? The national security implications. That's the story here. This whole money laundering well, can thing. Can I put it in the form of a question? Does China own the Bidens? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Trump has been tough on the Chinese. Yes, even yes. though he, Even though, did you know that Trump has a secret Chinese bank account? <laughs> Good, Joe. So, Joe, but, what, but, about, what about Hunter Biden? Well, yeah. Trump won't release his tax returns. Has, has Joe Biden ever denied any of this Hunter Biden No, story? he hadn't. Oh, and by the way, do we think El Chapo on his tax returns had, you know— Income lines of, <laughs> of cocaine trafficking, heroin trafficking, fentanyl yeah. trafficking. But no, the thing about Bannon in this deal, he says you bring them into the Oval Office and then you leak to the media that they've been brought into the Oval Office and Christopher Ray is having to answer this. Once the media wants to run with how, what, he's answering for what? What's going to happen? Is, is he going to get fired? Is Barr going to get fired? The media 
then will be forced to talk about why Trump was bringing it in. It's kind of akin to remember back well, after Trump was first elected and Brennan and Clapper and all those guys went in there to brief him on the Steele dossier. And then the media catches wind that, oh, well, they went into to brief him on this dossier. Well, what was in this dossier? Well, we that don't we had know, to do that. TMZ opened the door. BuzzFeed. 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 Okay, BuzzFeed, yes. sorry. Yeah, but no, but it was all orchestrated. And Bannon's saying, you do that again. You turn the tables and you do it again where everybody's going to want to be. Because, I mean, there's already speculation that Ray's going to get fired here in the next well, yeah. 72 and hours. You know who Mike Ramirez is? Yes. All right. On, 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 in today's, today's Mike Ramirez cartoon... I guess we're four years in the future, and Biden's running for re-election, and the bus is stalled, and they're sending, they've got a gas can, and, and they're sending Joe up to, up the road to get a gallon of gas because he's obviously killed the fuel industry, and Joe is saying, come on, man. <laughs> I rolled in the floor over that one. But, you know, that resonates with people. Well, let me ask you this, point blank. How stupid do you believe the American people are? I'll put it another way. Did they pick up on this gas thing? I mean, do they know that Joe Biden is is uh, has threatened to eliminate the fossil fuel industry? Uh, do do they know that Joe Biden is supporting the Green New Deal? Uh, do they know that Joe Biden, do they understand that Joe Biden is refusing to answer the questions about packing the Supreme Court because Joe Biden is perfectly open to packing the Supreme Court? I mean, these are little things that you and I see in everybody that's politically oriented. What about the guy down in the, the corner drugstore that goes in and stocks the shelves? Does he know that? I think people are becoming more aware than they have been. Now, I think there are certain people that have certain persuasion, political persuasions who they're not going to hear it. And there's nothing you could do to get mm -hmm. them to, to listen. But and I those think, people mostly work at CNN, but go ahead. Uh, certainly that's all four or five of their audience members. <laughs> but the other thing, self-interest is a very motivating force. Mm -hmm. And... Self-interest is what has gotten a lot of people's attention. Debbie Ding. Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop Flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. Ah, feel the woe with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now only at BJ's was on one of the shows the other day and she was admitting you know she's a democratic rep from michigan mm -hmm. she was just appalled to have been told by some of her constituents auto workers union auto workers there in michigan that they're voting trump 
self-interest. These people see, and it's a matter of well, you know, look look at the list of accomplishments for the for the black community that Donald Trump has accomplished. Number one, lowest unemployment rate for blacks in the nation's history. Um, he he worked to to help get some of the black men out of prison who were there on, I guess, lesser drug charges where they should be able to get out and pay their debt to society and try to rebuild their lives. He put a permanent pipeline in uh, for funding for historically black universities. The Democrats have never done anything for black people. Trump has has taken them, put his arms around them, and they're standing on his shoulders now. Why would any black person ever vote for for, uh, Joe Biden except for the reason that, hey, if you don't vote for Joe Biden, you ain't black. Well, you look at all the rappers coming out. Ice Cube. Fit, fit a cent. Fit a cent. I mean, now he kind of recanted, but trust me, when he's well, in the he privacy re- re- of that of He that recanted because booth, he caught heck. Yes, exactly. Lil yeah. Wayne. Yeah, and now, and Lil, I like Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne was on The Apprentice back in the day. So he knows Trump. He knows Trump, and Little Wayne was an impressive guy. He may be Little Wayne, but he made a big impression, no doubt about it. But I think Trump, I believe in the shy Trump voter, and I think that Trump has amassed a very interesting coalition that's going to come by. I think you're going to see some of these uptight white suburban dwellers who are going to be like, you know, Trump ain't going to be half bad because when you watch some of that stuff coming out of Portland where those Antifa jerks are going into those neighborhoods they're going into nice neighborhoods raising hell with those people in the middle of the night so some of these people that you know these white suburban women and everything that you know like now to be so liberal and are kind of a little on the holier than thou side i think some of that those people they're gonna they're gonna go for him how about this one uh do the people realize especially in texas do the people realize that the secretary of something or other is likely to be the guy who said, hell yes, we're coming for your guns. Yeah. And that's Beto O'Rourke. Exactly, exactly. But I think that you're also, you're going to have, you're going to have different business people that are going to be concerned. Charlie Gasparino had an, a post in the, um, or had a column in the Washington Post the other day saying, they like to act like Wall Street's real behind Biden, but don't think they're as comfortable with that as you, as you think it is. You got gays who are coming out in some pretty vocal numbers because not everybody who is gay that they live their life as being gay is the only thing in their lives. They're people who are responsible employees. They are they're business owners. They pay taxes. They want to live in safe communities. And so they're seeing that Trump is the guy that helps to check those boxes well, for I them. Well, I think what you've just said touches on what might be the outcome of this election. Is there this vast, silent Trump majority that showed up last year? Is it the same this year? Because if there is, Biden's in trouble. People who live... You know, we talked about the suburb people, but urban dwellers. Look at the mess that a lot of these big cities are in. And it's because, like of an Austin, it's because of the bad policies of their local government. Well, they so have Bill de Blasio as the mayor of Austin. No, wait a minute. It's Steve Adler. I get yeah. those two confused. Well, it, it, easy to do. Easy to do. 
Latinos, and it's not just Mexican Americans anymore. It's what Cuban you're Americans. Now, it's Cuban in and Venezuelan and Colombian, the people who know oppression, that they're the ones that are coming in there. And so then you've got the blacks and, and blue collar Americans. A lot of those people, when it comes down to it, I think self interest is the thing mm-hmm. that's guiding them more than anything. And I think that Trump has put together a very interesting laundry list of different things that different people attract. I don't understand what the thing is, but this whole deal about all these kids, they're pulling out of human trafficking now all over the country. That's just, they're going in busting. Mm-hmm. I don't know if all of a sudden there's some intel coming in or what. And it's a, I mean, it's a wonderful thing to be seeing all that stuff disrupted. I can't believe that there aren't some advocates out there that have been involved with things like this that are not just yes, yes, yes. And a lot of those people are probably people that aren't typically conservative. They wouldn't be typical Trump voters. So let me ask you this. Uh, Mark uh, Thiessen, who's my one of my mm-hmm. favorite writers, I love Mark Thiessen's work. He said this mute button at this last debate was amazing. He said it caused Trump to win that debate. He said, now imagine if Trump's entire administration had a mute button and all you could vote on, all you had to vote on or all you knew about was what Trump had done, not what he says or what he tweets or or his personality or anything like that, just based on what he does. Uh, He said, 50-state landslide. So you talk about people voting for their own interest. I couldn't vote for Trump. I'm like little Wayne if it is sent. I don't want I don't want that huge tax increase. I couldn't vote for him because he'll probably work with the newest professor at Texas State, Beto O'Rourke. I don't want him coming after my guns. They may get a part of my gun, but they're not going to get the main part of my gun. <laughs> and I don't want any of this stuff. I can't think of anything that Biden says he's going to do that's going to be beneficial to me or this country. And if you ask me if my life has been better these last four years than it was the eight years before, I'll say hell yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for the people that get so hung up about the tweets, you know, it's kind of like for you and I, if CNN makes us so upset, turn the channel. Mm-hmm. You don't like the tweets, don't read them. It's just that simple. And I thought it was interesting yesterday. There's been so many of these rallies. I think it was the first one yesterday that it was in Pennsylvania somewhere. And it was billed as mo- it was not really going to be a rally. It was going to be a speech. And there were people seated. It was set up like a speech. And he got up there. He talked a lot the same content, but he talked in that measured tone like when he's at the State of the Union. He didn't have that more bombastic well, delivery. There's, and, there's a let Trump be, be Trump uh, movement out there. It's as if Trump wasn't Trump. And I sit here going, gosh, that's not my style. But it's his style, and you can't deny and, that and it's it works worked. for him. But I, my point kind of with that is that that was such a different tone. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't by accident. And I don't know if maybe they wanted that and they wanted to get that on video and are going to be maybe using that for some commercials that they're going to be running here in the last 24 hours. Yeah, because there's before. not much time to run the commercials. R- right, but I mean, it, seriously, yeah. I, I, I wondered that the fact that it was like that 
to me, that was trying to send a message to part of the electorate. I don't know, independents or who, mm-hmm. part of the electorate saying that he can be president. He can turn it on and off. You talk to people who have met him, and it sounds like when people come to the White House and meet him, that he is very gracious and he is very personable and enjoyable and engaged with people. And so the bombast, I I mean, yeah, life with Donald Trump, I bet you it's never dull. <laughs> well, I'll bet it isn't either, but um, I, I look at another thing, uh, some 200 lower judges, three Supreme Court nominees, and the Democrats didn't know what to do with Amy Coney Barrett. Luann uh, try to accuse her of of raping the guys in the, at the fraternity party. I mean, they couldn't do that. She's adopted children. She's the model housewife, the model jurist. They couldn't stop her. I, am, I get so concerned. We see in... We've seen over the last years a frightening degree of Mm anti-Semitism. And that disturbs me, which there seem to be a lot of Jews across this country that are taking note of that, too, and they're supporting Trump. But of late, this anti-Catholicism that is also Oh, yeah, Bill Maher. Oh, she's real Catholic. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, where is that coming from? I mean— She's more Catholic than Francis is. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, which... Francis the talking pope. Yeah, I, I have... you know, and I mean, I got big issues with the Catholic Church on all that priest stuff, but that's neither here nor there. People that practice their faith, that's their faith. That's what they choose to practice. Leave them alone. Let them do that. And if someone's competent and someone's responsible mm-hmm. in what they're doing out in the professional world, I'm not real worried about what church they go to on Sunday. Yeah, and I do think that the church is a force for some values in this country, which we seem to be losing. All right, before we wrap this up, let's go into some specific issues. The Texas Supreme Court now, all Republicans, I might add, has rejected a party-led effort to throw out about 127,000 votes in Harris County. That, of course, is Houston, where you would think most drive-by voting and that sounds like a Rush Limbaugh bit, but it's literal this time. Curbside voting. Yes. For crying out loud, do they show an identification? Uh, do they have a handwriting sample? Because remember, when you vote in person, you sign something. So they have a sample of your handwriting. They compare it to your voter registration. So what are your thoughts on this? Is this simply those nasty Republicans trying to disenfranchise these voters? Because it says here uh, in the uh, Texas Tribune, Jolie McCulloch story in the Texas Tribune, a rejection of these votes would constitute a monumental disenfranchisement disenfranchisement of voters. Drive-through ballots account for about 10% of all in-person ballots cast in Harris County. But it seems like to me it's also a monumental chance for voter fraud. Oh, there's so much going on that is a big chance for voter fraud. And that's one of the things that I think that we need to get prepared that what we think is the outcome or the direction in which the outcome is taking it, say, 2 a.m. Central Time Wednesday morning, that by 2 p.m. Wednesday afternoon, it's going to be very different. And voter fraud is going to be a big you party. think the Al Franken effect will, will come up where they'll suddenly find a bunch of votes just in, in the nick of time? 
uh, that certainly is going is going to be in there. Although um, Kimberly Strassel's column last week kind of gave me a little Wall bit Street of hope. Journal. Yes, that she said Republicans learn from that and they'll never be caught that flat-footed again. But I also think back on our good old Joseph Stalin. Those who vote decide nothing. Those who count the vote decide everything. Well, that's a rewrite of the old saying that um, history is is written by, I'm trying to remember how it goes, but basically you read an encyclopedia Mm-hmm. And you're taking that as absolute truth. Right. But the victors always write those articles. Exactly. You know? exactly. Well, and there's even there's even stuff, and again, this is my, my Bannon people that are talking about there is some software, it's called the Hammer, that was developed by the CIA, and it has an application within it called Scorecard that was used in the past by the CIA when I guess we were doing some of our own overseas election meddling but that it has been weaponized for use here domestically and that there are some people, and I mean this morning they were talking about it, and Sidney Powell, who you know who is General Michael Flynn, his attorney, she's a very credible woman. I read her book, License to to Lie. Very credible woman. She was knowledgeable about this software and that there are concerns that people are going to come in and try and do that. But besides that, at the local level, this kind of stuff, I mean, all these states coming in and changing, changing up the rules here at the last minute. Can you imagine being in a football game and the refs and everybody's really rooting for this one team, but they're not doing so well. So at halftime, they come out after halftime and said, you know what? touchdowns anymore getting down there to the zero yard line isn't good enough now forget a touchdown you're going to have to go five yards in, yeah. in the inside the end zone <laughs> and everybody's going to say oh yeah okay let's do it that way sure yeah i mean that's basically what they're trying to do here moving the goalposts. i want to ask you a little bit about antifa and black lives matter i consider them both to be terrorist organizations i'm not sure where you fall on that but Republicans did maybe one one thousandth of what these groups do all the time when they're mad in our big cities. They trolled a a uh, a, a Joe Biden. No, they trolled oh. a Joe Biden oh, yes, bus, and now the FBI is investigating. I thought they were just having a little fun. Nobody got hurt. There was apparently some minor collision or something like that. But and and Trump tweets, "I love Texas." Uh, I thought it was hilarious. I did too. And and watching the video that I saw and watching it several times, I did not see that any of those cars were doing anything that seemed aggressive or in any way seemed... Mm-hmm. If those vehicles had not had Trump flags on them, you know what they would have been called? Traffic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But look, how is it that the left can go into New York Minneapolis, Seattle, Portland, Atlanta, Austin, Dallas. They can trash downtown areas, throw bricks through store windows, loot, kill people. In Compton, executed officers of the law. Walk into restaurants. Yeah, and the Associated Press ran an article, and I have it. I scanned it. If you want to see it, I have it. But saying, oh, this you just seeing that on TV. That's not real. That's not real. But yet, 
the Republicans do something like this to this Trump bust and just troll it a little bit, having a little bit of fun, and oh my gosh, we've got to have a Federal Bureau of Investigation. Investigation. I don't understand the double standard. It's just showing how silly things have gotten. So mobs instead of jobs? I mean, are, are, are the are Antifa, Black Lives Matter, which is an openly Marxist organization, is there a significant number of people out there that will vote on that issue? I, I believe so, again, from the self-interest standpoint, that it's coming closer to them. Mm-hmm. It's well, coming close. I mean, Austin, Austin, back after we had that, that shooting where that mm-hmm. soldier shot that guy um, back at the end of July, 1st of August, August, Brian Preston at PJ Media had a fascinating article. There were people, APD got intel that there were people being bussed in from Portland and Seattle to come and have protests and riots in Austin the weekend after that happened. They started circulating flyers downtown and in those apartments that are like over there on I-35 to the property management people there telling them to beware and to warn their tenants, warn their residents that do not let unknown people come into that building. If you, you know, if it's secured, don't just hold the door open for the next guy coming in because those people were looking to gain access to rooftops so that they could do who knows what, access to the rooftop targeting people on 35. Those guys did show up. APD and, to their credit, the Texas Troopers were downtown. The pictures of it were incredible. They had mounted people. I mean, they were there, and it was like, you know, you want to talk about the don't mess with Texas? That was the message that those that those provocateurs got and nothing happened, but it could have so easily gone the other way. Well, let's uh, final issue. Let's talk about what might happen election night. We're recording this the day before election day on November the 2nd, and tomorrow is election day. The Empire State Building in New York City has been out today putting up plywood, boarding up all windows, doors, in preparation for what they think is going to be violence. In Austin, four left-wing nutcases on the Austin City Council has demanded that the police, which, by the way, they have partially defunded, protect Black Lives Matter and Antifa protesters tomorrow night from white supremacists, which they suspect are going to be causing all kinds of problems. What kind of a country are we when we can't have an election without the threat of violence. That's why this is such an important election, because, again, this is once again showing the contrast that we're facing. And we're not going to be much of a country for a whole lot longer if we continue going down this road. And I do believe, I also pray a lot, that people will have the wisdom and wake up and take responsibility. Go to the polls tomorrow, that's fine. Plan on being there for a while. Plan on sticking it out to make sure you vote. Well, I'll make two predictions. I don't know who's going to win, but I will say that if if Joe Biden wins, he's going to get a special counsel, and that's going to be the main news story for the next uh, six months to a year. And if Donald Trump wins, 
I think the news media, especially CNN, New York Times, WAPO, and the just egregiously left-leaning Associated Press are going to have to reassess the way they report the news, and I think we may get a reset of the media. We need a reset of the media and a reset especially of social media. That's one of the things I don't like a lot of government regulation, but a serious, serious look needs to be taken at all these tech oligarchs. Dorsey, Zuckerberg, the guy from Google, they are dangerous. They are a danger to the American people. Very much so. If Trump is reelected, he'll probably get rid of Fauci. He'll probably get rid of uh, Ray. Uh, Ray at the FBI. If Gina Biden, Haspel. Yep. Gina Haspel, CIA. She needs to go. Absolutely. If Biden is elected, I think you're going to see uh, Secretary of Labor will be Bernie Sanders. If uh, if Biden's elected, Secretary of the Treasury is now said to to be going to Elizabeth Warren. Trump joked the other day that Omar, Ilhan Omar, maybe she could be <laughs> Homeland Security yeah, or National Security. But I mean, uh, one last prediction, and then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens tomorrow. But I think if Elizabeth Warren becomes the Secretary of the Treasury, we will see the return of the Indian head penny. I would just warn people, be careful what you see in the headlines. Think, 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 rather than just believe it offhand that Bloomberg, as much money as he's poured into this, he, his arm, Hawkfish, that does a lot of strategy-type work, they're already poll-testing different headlines that they're going to pitch to the New York Times, WAPO, all those people, so that it's not Trump and early victory Tuesday night, that it's going to be you know, Trump fights to maintain lead. Everything they're going to be mm-hmm. due is spinning, is spinning to make illegitimate any proclamation that Trump may have of looking toward victory. Rush Limbaugh said earlier on his show this afternoon that at least one major media, probably will be CNN, but it could it could be any of the networks, will proclaim Biden the winner fairly early uh, on election night in an attempt to suppress votes. And Twitter has already come out saying that they're going to have some policy about flagging any posts that suggest victory from non-certified state results. Oh, yeah. Well, so, yeah, so it'll censorship, be censorship rides again has already shown itself. All right. Political Pursuits, the podcast, is available on all platforms? Yes. Yes. All right. And that's uh, Lou Ann Anderson is the host. And uh, a lot of times we we do little crossovers here with Planet Logic. All right. Well, um, keep America great. Best is yet to come. Lou Ann Anderson, thank you. We'll do this again. Clocks have faces and hands just like human beings. And like people, they can do evil things. Find out more in my new book, The Clock Tower and Other Stories, from Planet Logic Press. This is Lynn Woolley. You'll find 19 tantalizing tales of suspense, fantasy, and science fiction in my new collection, now available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and abebooks.com. Order it now, The Clock Tower and Other Stories.
Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop Flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN.